0: Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty
1: laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in the closet, because we have them
0: too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day
1: matters.
0: So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mamahood Podcast. This is Drew Bay, and I know that it has been several months since the last time we released an episode. So I just wanted to start with a little intro, welcoming you back, and letting you know that we have a ton of amazing content um, that's going to be coming out every single Wednesday for at least the rest of the year. We've got interviews with Several different guests, um, and then we've got more episodes with Eden, Rochelle, Natalie, and I'm just really, really excited about um, what's going to be coming out. We're going to be continuing our topic um, centered around home. And this episode is a really good one to kick it off. And I was really excited about this conversation that Eden and I had together about finding a home in motherhood. And I really hope you'll enjoy it and that you will share it with another mom who might need this message as we jump back into (laughs) releasing episodes again. If you want to leave a review or come and find us on social media um, and let us know if you're loving the episodes, loving the podcast, you can come and find us at the.mamahood on Instagram. You can come and find me at Marindrew Bay and Eden at Loverlees and just let us know what you think. And um, yeah, we're excited to continue on connecting with you guys and hopefully putting something out there that helps you along in being a mom. Before we jump in, I just want to tell you guys about an amazing company called Clutter Be Gone. Um, They are sponsoring this episode and Clutter Be Gone is life-changing. I can't think of a better company and um, service to offer to you guys. Um, When we moved into our house, we had a ton of boxes, a ton of things we wanted to donate and a ton of garbage and it was all just piling up in our garage and I felt extremely overwhelmed by the idea of dividing it all up, breaking down boxes, donations, getting to you know um, Salvation Army or wherever and I got in touch with Clutter Be Gone. Clutter Be Gone sent the happiest most jolly guys out to our house with their big truck. They came and just took Everything out of my garage. They sort it. They make sure that everything gets to a good location where it needs to go. They make sure things get recycled, donated to families in need, and they just do it all for you. You just can sit back and watch all of your junk disappear. And they also swept out my garage and left me smiling. Seriously, they are amazing. And I want you guys to go and check out Clutter Be Gone. They can come and do big spaces, small spaces. Um, small, medium, large loads, and they have given us a discount for you guys. So if you go and um, find Clutter Be Gone at Clutter Gone on Instagram and just message them, you can use code MamaHood10 and just mention that you heard the deal off of the MamaHood podcast, and they will give you 10% off, which actually really adds up with an offer like this. So go and find Clutter ClutterBegone um, with just a B in the middle clutter, the letter B, gone on Instagram, and mention code MAMAHOOD10 for a discount on helping them transform the spaces in your home. Welcome to another episode of the MAMAHOOD podcast. I'm Marin here with Eden. Today we're talking about feeling at home in motherhood. Um. And as everyone knows, motherhood is a challenge. It's exhausting. It's physically demanding. It's a giant sacrifice of our time and talents. And a mental load can come with it too. So because of this, I feel like it's really hard for a lot of women to really find a home in motherhood and to feel at home in motherhood um, and in being a mom. So today, we just want to talk about that. We want to talk about how to feel at home in motherhood
1: okay i love this topic so much because i truly feel like so many mothers out there have struggled or are currently struggling with figuring out who they are as their role of a mom Mm -hmm. we all know that being a mom is like a huge blessing we're so grateful that we get to be mothers and like obviously in other episodes that we've filmed together we talk about treasuring motherhood because it's so beautiful it's such a blessing but what I've observed is that for whatever reason, maybe it's social media or just flat out being a woman, mm-hmm. but we feel <laughs> like motherhood is not enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it is so strange that we feel that way because Dallin and I talk a lot about just like I don't know, um what's the word? Like original. People, just, like, how people lived for hundreds of years and how suddenly, like, in the last hundred years, we just, like, progressed so much and, like, culture changed so much. And we talk about that all the time and, like, just find it fascinating and how, like, suddenly it's just not enough to be a mom. Suddenly, yeah. like, the voices you hear, whatever they may be in the media or... Um, I don't even know, but, but there's so many voices that are making it seem like being a mom is not enough. Whereas I feel like it used to truly be enough. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Do you agree? No, I totally
1: feel that way. <clears throat> Before it was like, like when, even when our parents were young parents, mm-hmm. they didn't know what their neighbors were making for dinner. They didn't know. You know what their kids were eating, or watching, or consuming their time. They just kind of lived and existed mm-hmm. and did their mm-hmm. best, and that was enough. And I, well, I think it's yeah. hard when we see everyone doing all these great and wonderful things, and that it makes us feel like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. Right. Maybe this isn't enough. Maybe I need to be more. Right. Well, and I also think like with the internet
0: and social media and everything. It is possible to do a lot more outside of motherhood. Like, um, that it used to just not be possible. Like you were at home being a mom and you weren't on your phone and you weren't able to do online school or online jobs or whatever else. And, and that's wonderful that people do that. But I think that now because you can be a mom and do all these other things at the same time, now we feel like, um, we have to, in order to, in order to truly be like a worthwhile
1: person. Yeah. Like it's expected now. Right.
0: Like, well, you can, so why aren't you? And whereas I feel like it just hasn't always been that way. Yeah, for sure. By any means. So Eden, has there ever been a time where you, where you did not feel at home in being a mom?
1: Um, Okay. So I have one story that just comes to my mind because as i think back it was really like a turning moment in my story of motherhood so we had just had Knox; he was like six months old and we just bought our first home it was out in harriman i was like so happy i was so excited about it we moved in we had no furniture you know when you're just like first married you're so poor <laughs> we found a free couch off um ksl like that was all we owned and like we used to like lay out a blanket in the middle of our huge kitchen and eat like have a picnic every meal. <laughs> it was just really good I movies. love it I love it um, so we have that one couch and some ladies from our war, or for, from our church some leaders in our church came over to like welcome me to the neighborhood and they like came over, they they came and sat on the couch and I like sat on the ground because literally <laughs> they're like nowhere. I'll just, I'll just sit right sit. here. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, you can sit on the free couch that's and probably on the floor. <laughs> covered in like fleas. Um anyways, they were just like trying to get to know me and they're like, So what do you do? And I froze. Like I was so taken back, like I had no response. And I promise it was the most awkward silence of my life because my mind was racing, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I, I used to sing a lot, but I don't sing anymore. I I really liked drawing, but I don't draw anymore. Um, I used to dance, I don't dance anymore. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I like stumbled, like it was so awkward and like They even looked at each other like, oh, crap, what do we do? And I, yeah, they're like, oh, no, she's having a mental breakdown. Because I was kind of going, I, I, uh, uh," like, literally, like a movie scene. And finally, I blurted out, I'm just a mom. And I was so shaken up. And, you know, then we just kind of had small talk. They left. And I literally felt sick the second they left and walked out the door because I'm like, who am I anymore? I don't even know mm-hmm. who I am. And it was that moment I remember that I started searching for a home outside of my home. And I'm I'm talking like beyond a hobby, because I fullheartedly believe in having something that's just for you to enjoy, something mm-hmm. that you love doing that's <laughs> like a hobby. But he, what I'm talking about here is that I felt like I needed some sort of thriving, successful business to feel happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally, totally relate to that. I, like, I remember having very similar conversations a lot. Like, I feel like that happens a lot at, at church and um, wherever else in social circles, meeting other moms, even like us moms do this to each other sometimes. Like yeah what what are you what are you about you know and i i feel like i had been in that same situation many times like i'm just a mom yep i'm just at home being a mom and why do we throw that just in there i hate the word just
1: oh my gosh i know
0: but i i i just want to make a goal to like never put someone in that situation like what can we say instead you know like Tell That's me such a about good thing yourself, to think about. Yeah, like, yeah. What what interests you? Right. Or like, I love that. What, what are your passions? I don't know, but we need to find other ways to ask people about themselves without making women feel like if their answer is that they're a mom that it's
1: it's less than what someone else's totally. answer might be. Totally. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I'm I definitely want to be more aware when I ask people. Or moms, like other moms I meet at the park, what they, I'm like doing the quotations, what they do. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, what they do is the greatest work in the whole entire world. they raising human beings. They yeah. made them, first off, they made them. And now they're teaching them and raising them and feeding them.
0: I know. They're doing know. the most
1: important thing in the world.
0: I know. We're so many things. We're a teacher. We're, we're everything. Um, I remember feeling these same very like pent-up feelings in the early years of my motherhood too because I was a nursing student and I had gotten into my nursing program and had worked really hard to do that. It was a long process and I remember that I got pregnant with my first Baby, and it was kind of like sooner than what we'd been planning to do. Like, our original plan was I was going to totally like finish nursing school, work as a nurse for a while, and then we would start our family. Um, and I got pregnant sooner than anticipated and just made it a matter of like thought and prayer and decided I needed to be a stay at home mom and not do my 40 hour a week accelerated nursing program. And it was the hardest decision ever to, to, to stop my nursing program, and um, for a while I felt like I had to like justify that constantly, like I felt like I constantly like had to be like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna do that later, like I'm gonna finish that right. later, and or like yeah, I, you know, I dropped out because of this and this and this and this, and um, but but then I switched majors and I ended up majoring in this. And, you know, like I always felt like I had to, um, I don't know, like justify my decision to decide to be a full-time mom. And um, that followed me for like several years. That that kind of feeling still like lingered with me that I had to justify my decision to be the full-time caregiver and caretaker of my children yeah and it really was like you know like a few years ago that i really started to just feel that at home in motherhood and that confidence in like yeah i'm a full-time mom i'm a full-time caretaker this is what i want to do
1: right you know right so i've been there too yeah it's it's a weird place to be like I remember feeling like really lost because the question just lingering over my head, who am I anymore? And so for you, and I I hate saying this, but to yourself, you're like, I I didn't fail at it. Like I was going to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't my choice to step out like X, Y, and Z happened. So I had to, but if that didn't happen, I would have finished, you know, like justifying it. Which that's As totally you know, normal to like feel that, you know? I
0: want to feel, and I do now, but it's been a journey to feel that pride in like, Totally. I chose my children. That's mm-hmm. what I chose. That's what I actively decided on rather than this happened to me and I couldn't. totally. You know? Totally. So, so how I, let's just talk through like, how is it that we've both been able to find that home in motherhood and, and go into maybe some advice for other moms in finding a home in motherhood as well.
1: Um, Yeah, so (laughs) for me, after that happened to me of those church ladies being over and me being like, oh, what the heck, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. I went through like lots of phases. (laughs) (laughs) And I look back, like even look at my Instagram and I laugh like, oh my gosh, I was so lost. I did not (laughs) know who I wanted to be. Um, I like tried to make holiday banners to sell I'm like oh I'm gonna make a banner business and then mm-hmm. I started like doing custom invitations and wanted to make a company with like wedding invitations and bridal invitations and then I started taking photos for different companies. I even like, I had a blog and I even started like posting recipes, which back then I hated cooking. So just funny looking <laughs> back, like what? Like I guess, I- I'll, I guess yeah. I'll make recipes. I know, like I was just so lost trying to figure <laughs> out what I wanted to do. And the funny thing is mm-hmm. none of those things brought me joy. None of them made me happy because I was chasing quote unquote success whatever that meant. And I truly, I don't even think I knew what that meant. I didn't even know what success was. And honestly it took me years to realize that the success I was wanting and chasing and like wishing for had absolutely nothing to do with money or how many followers I had, or even creating a business because the success I wanted was right under my nose, the success I was like longing for all of those years and the people that I was truly wanting to impress were at my home, mm-hmm. my babies, my kids, my family. And all that they needed to be impressed was me being me. It was funny now, like years later, I'm looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, my life would have been so much easier if I'd learned that from the beginning. I love that so much. I
0: I just totally relate to you. And I think a lot of moms will too. Um, because I, I mean, I think we all have these phases that we go through now. Because we see the success. The, and I'm saying that in quotation marks. That success that all these other women have. And we have to remember that social media is literally like, it's fake. And I know that we, we all try really hard. I know you and I both try really hard to keep it real on social media and share really deep heartfelt things. But to an extent, like everything is fake because the only real thing is, is us in person and whatever you see someone posting or doing, or they started this business or that business or this blog or that blog. Um, behind the scenes you don't know what kind of joy or success that's bringing to them yeah and like i i just laughed when you shared that because i did the same thing yeah (laughs) i had this like lettering business for a little while and i remember that um my husband was so cute and he helped me make like you know videos and time lapses and everything for it and post stuff on pinterest and everything and it actually it was i was making some money off of it a little bit and i just remember though like i did it during the holiday season and then when january came i just like stopped and my husband was like why would you stop like do you want to keep going with it not because he wanted me to but because he thought i wanted to yeah i was like no like it wasn't fun like at all he's like yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fun and like he was shocked and I was like actually I hated that yeah <laughs> like, so that was funny way too much work right. I was like up at night doing it because I didn't want to do it during the day and I couldn't do it during the day when my kids were awake right and then I was realizing like I really and as embarrassing and shameful as this is for me to admit to the people listening to this like it really wasn't about joy for me. Like that really wasn't why I was doing it. It was because I felt like I had to do something. It felt like I felt right. like I had to present something else to the world yep. besides totally motherhood. And I hate that. I hate yes. that. Yes. Yeah. I really, really do. But I, but I think these experiences are kind of what led us to where we are now. And I don't want to sure. Too, and I'll let you speak, but like, trying that out and then
1: seeing what little joy it brought me was part Mm -hmm. of my process totally um something I just want to add to the social media thing is that like I know you and I try to keep it as real as you can on Mm -hmm. Instagram but first off how many times do you get in a fight with your husband or your child is throwing a tantrum screaming and you think, Oh, pause, hold on. Let me get my phone real quick. I, I want to film never. this just, just so I can keep it real. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Never, never, <laughs> you're never going to do that. And not because you're not wanting to pe- like people to know that you're losing it and things are crazy, but you don't do that. You just, you you know, you're in a fight with your husband or your kid or you're struggling financially, whatever it is, you're not thinking, oh, let, just pause the moment. I'm going to get out my phone and let everyone know that I'm really struggling over here with, with this really real moment. Yeah. So when we say we're trying to keep it real, everyone in the world struggles in one way or another, whether they struggle financially, whether they have family issues, maybe they have, um, insecurities about themselves. Maybe they have mental health disorders. Maybe their marriage is struggling. Whatever it is, everyone struggles with, with so many different things and you're never ever going to see it on social media. You're just not because it wouldn't be real to share those very, very real moments that we all have. And the second thing I want to share about social media is that you see probably at most 15 minutes the 15 best minutes of someone's entire day. How many hours a day are you awake? Like, literally from like 7 a.m. to like 10 o'clock at night, you're awake. That's so many hours and you see 15 minutes. And It's crazy. And, and then you judge your <laughs> lowest low. You're judging your real moment of your fights, your financial issues, your insecurities. You're You're judging or comparing those low lows to a person's best 15 minutes i've laughed before because i woke up early i made breakfast for my kids and i like showed my breakfast with like a cute song behind it right it was Mm -hmm. just so beautiful Mm -hmm. i'm like oh we're Mm -hmm. gonna start the morning all good post Put my phone away my kids come down they're punching each other a glass plate (laughs) drops on the ground and then they're fighting and i'm like oh my gosh you guys are just go to your room like breakfast is over and -hmm. then i look back at my stories and i'm like but you saw my really pretty breakfast before my kids woke up you know yep exactly and (laughs) and i'm saying everyone everyone does that but sometimes we just need the reminder of like hey i'm real you're real everyone's real Mm-hmm. And we need to somehow <laughs> remind ourselves to stop comparing our lowest to someone's highest.
0: I know, because I don't think the answer is for us to start being like, oh, wait, sweetie, I know we're like at each other's throats. Like, let's take a selfie of us <laughs> right. with You're our never, ever gonna do mad that. faces and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. post it. Like, we don't do that. And I don't think that yeah. that's the answer because- No, no. There'd be a problem if you felt like you had to share that stuff with the world, right? Totally, Um, totally. But the answer is really our mindset and our boundaries that we set mentally when we consume social media, because it's so easy to be like in a fight with your husband and then you sit down and you're like scrolling, right, to try and distract yourself. And then you see someone posting like date night with the husband and like it was so cute. And then how does that make you feel like you're like, oh, well, look, I'm here having this like struggle and like this person never has that. You know, that's not true because in a week when you're on a date night with your husband, you'll post it and somebody else will be in, you know, like, and that's just one example. And so we have to really, really set
1: boundaries when we're on social media. Totally. I remember it was a few years ago and I'm not going to be very specific here, but there was just this couple that I kind of like admired. They were so cute together. Like everything that they posted, I was just like they're perfect. They're like they love each other so much and he does so <laughs> much for her and she just admires him and he cherishes her. Like I put this couple up on a pedestal. And I didn't know them personally
0: mm-hmm. m-
1: very much at all. And <clears throat> all of a sudden, sudden like things were posted that were devastating about them and i was shocked beyond shocked i have like screenshots in my camera roll of like things that they posted about Mm -hmm. their life together like just Mm -hmm. like like goals inspirational (laughs) yeah Yeah. goals right (laughs) hashtag Mm -hmm. goals um and this devastating thing came out and i was stunned and it was that moment that i was like wow, you you don't know a person based off their social media. Why the heck do we compare every single thing we do, including being a mom and how we're caring for our babies? Why do we compare those things with other people that we have zero idea what their entire life is?
0: Exactly, exactly. And so bringing that back to what we're talking about, like you can see somebody posting about, anything else outside of motherhood that that 15 minutes that they spent at like a girl's night that they posted or that 15 minutes that they were at an event or a like work party or whatever these things are that people post that you're like oh shoot like she's there and I'm just here like nursing a baby you know right and we we have to consume it the same way like it's just that was a 15-minute snippet where that person felt like they could post that. And you have no idea what the rest of their life looks like. You have no totally. idea how that moment made them feel, if they actually feel successful with that or not, or if it's complicated or whatever. And we, we just have to consume everything with a grain of salt and with a huge boundary. And, and we have to not be afraid to take really serious breaks from social media. For we have sure. this big For fear sure. that we're gonna like miss out if we take breaks. And like I take breaks so frequently yeah. because if I don't, you can really spiral into this mindset of like, everyone else has their crap together. And I, I'm the only one on earth who doesn't.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, I promise no one has their crap together. <laughs> um, I, I always remind myself because it's easy to like see someone's doing something great and you're like, like I am just nursing a baby, you know, I'm not, I'm not even doing anything. But remembering that you are in control of you and you get to choose the life that you want to have. And I know, I know th- those are just words, but if you put those words into action, you get to create a life that you want. And I, I know that people are dealt different circumstances. You cannot choose your circumstances, but you can choose the way that you react to them, no matter what it is. I lived in Africa I don't know if you knew this about me um, years ago. I was 18. I lived there for six months. And it was right before my husband Ryan came home from his mission, and I just the last six months, I wanted to like do something. Great. Yeah. Anyways, I lived there and I met the most incredible people. And these kids, I actually lived at the orphanage and taught English to the kids there. And they were the most incredible children with the most horrific backstories you'd ever hear in your life. Like you you think you have it hard, right? (laughs) You're lost in motherhood, which I'm not like discrediting. It is really hard. I was definitely lost too. But then I I think back at these kids who like literally watched horrific things and they would like tell me about it and they were so grateful and they were so happy and filled with joy. And I was like, wow, it doesn't matter what happens to you. You can choose who you want to be. And I I always think back to those stories and especially as I'm raising my kids, like telling them that they get to create the life that they want to create. You can't Mm -hmm. control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And I I always will believe that. And some people are dealt crappy cards for sure, but it's how you use those cards, how you play them. Only you get to choose. Right. And
0: I love that you bring up choice because there is so much power in choosing confidence as well. Like... Yeah. I, I have always felt like I was chasing confidence. Like I think most women are constantly trying to be more confident. Right. And, um, I, I think it just like dawned on me a while ago. Like you can just choose to be confident. It doesn't happen to you. You don't suddenly just like something doesn't suddenly happen. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, now I'm confident in myself and, in yeah. life and like that thing happened. And so now, or like I've achieved that goal or I've achieved this or that. So now I'm a confident woman. Like that is not how confidence works. No confidence is absolutely a choice. And yeah. if you can just start literally just confidently saying like, I love being a mom. Motherhood fulfills me. Motherhood yeah. makes me happy. I love raising my kids. Raising my kids is the most fulfilling job I could ever do. And I want to soak in every single moment. And you can just start saying that with confidence. You really will start to feel confident in that. And you really will start to see like that pressure and the, I don't know, that doubt in yourself and that need to chase something else like fade away. You really will. You literally can just choose. You can just choose to be confident in yourself and confident in your choice. And you can look at somebody who does this and that and the other, and you can confidently say, that is so awesome that you do that. I'm a full-time mom. That's what I chose to do and I love it. And 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 they'll have that respect for you. People have just as much respect for you as you have for yourself. And you choose to have that respect for yourself in the way that you talk about yourself, in the way that you hold yourself, it's it's actually just a choice. And I love and, that. Wow. Every adult is just choosing. Every adult is just either faking or or is sincerely choosing to have
1: confidence. Yeah. I love that so much, Marion. Wow. Those affirmations too. Like I love motherhood, but I, I think it's so good to like vocally say those things. I am fulfilled in motherhood. I love my choice to be a stay at home mom. Like those are cool things to say and to challenge people to say. So if you say something enough, you you believe it and be confident in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) we both like... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, go ahead. Um, Yeah, well, I was gonna say, I don't know how like it exactly happened for me, like that exact moment that I decided this is the greatest and I love being a mom and I feel home here. Maybe it was just like life experiences that make you appreciate the moment. You know, we've even talked in past episodes of things that really kind of shook us and made us go, wow, I'm so grateful that I get to do this. But I just had a day and I just decided one day I am going to completely lean into motherhood. I'm going to let it fully consume me. I'm not going to fight it or think about life outside of it but i'm going to entirely and wholly let myself fall into this beautiful calling and when i made that decision decision that's when i found my home i completely felt home the second that i let myself 100 percent lean into that calling my kids are like my everything and i think every mom can say that you love your children so so much, and everyone says the 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 saying, um, feeling lost in motherhood, and I don't feel that. I don't feel lost in motherhood, not anymore. And actually, it's like reversed. I now that I've leaned in, I feel found in motherhood, and I'm letting myself be present in the now of where I'm at, and I think that's. That's the key is to be present. Don't think about the past and the things you could have done. Don't think about the future of the things that you need to do. Think of right now. Wear your hands, listen to your heartbeat. What are you seeing, the colors? The present is literally the key to leaning in and enjoying where you're at. Because one day, it's not gonna be here. It's gonna be gone. I even just posted in my stories, I I like to lay out my jammies for my kids. I used to do it all the time, and then I stopped, and I started doing it again. Like it's just so cute, and I love doing it for my kids. I love it. And my oldest son, he told me he doesn't want me to do that for him anymore because he just wants to wear his, his basketball shorts to bed. It was heartbreaking, <laughs> like I'm, I'm absolutely so fast. heartbreaking. I, like how did I get here? You know, yeah. my kids grew up so fast. And one day it's going to be gone. All four of them are going to be like, I don't need you to lay my jammies out for me anymore. And one day my house is going to be quiet and my floors won't be, won't be sticky. And if I'm being honest, I feel like that's when I actually might feel lost (laughs) and I'm going to need some help. But right now I don't feel lost. I feel found because I'm leaning in and being present with where I'm at.
0: I love that so much, Eden.
1: Amazing. Chills. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I I just totally agree with you, um, and I'm so glad that you shared that, and that's going to be something that I think of a lot now is feeling found um, because it's so funny, like, you know, like, when you – like, for instance, when you went to Africa, and, like, for me, I I went on an LDS – Um, mission. And I just remember like being on my mission and having so much fun and being like, okay, I really need to like soak this in because this is an experience. Like this is a, this is a short experience that I'm having. It's, it's only a year and a half and then it's going to be over. And so I'm just going to have this experience. And I think everyone can relate to this, whether it's like your college experience or um, like a trip or a vacation or something. Like we always find ourselves in these situations where it's like this is an experience and it's only going to be this amount of time. And so I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, right? And I'm just going to really try and be here. And I think because motherhood is a really long experience, these 18 years of raising our kids, sometimes we just forget that we are actually having an experience right now that isn't forever. And that like this, this experience of carrying a baby, birthing a baby, nursing a baby, feeding a baby, sleep training a baby potty training a baby all the things that we do all the way up to 18 like that's that's like part of the experience that we're having and if we can think about it the same way that we think about these other things that we do like our fun trips or our whatever and just be like like you said i really want to be found in this experience i really want to soak in what's happening here like yeah it's not always fun like there was so many times on my mission where i was like i went to alabama so i was like riding a bike down a dirt road and then like my skirt would get caught in the spokes and i'd fall <laughs> over in the dirt and it was like super embarrassing like that's not fun <laughs> but that was part of the experience and now Wait. it's over and then when my mission was over i was like whoa that's over it was so fun it was so hard but now it's done and i'm kind of sad like i miss it i want to do it again and i definitely think we're going to feel that way when and this makes me cry but i we're going to feel that way when our last baby leaves and gets married or goes away to college or whatever it is i think we're all going to look and just be like whoa
1: i want to do that again over (laughs) yeah can i do
0: it again Can I start again? Can I try again?
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: and and so I just love what you shared, and it just makes me want to, like, really be present and centered and focused in on this this 18-year experience that I'm in right now of raising each child. Um, I know a lot of people have probably heard this, but I always try to remind myself of this. Every time summer rolls around, I always remember that someone posted this, and I don't remember who, but... Saying, like, you've got 18 summers. And when you really look at it that way, oh, it's so oh, short. It goes by it's so fast. short. And I remember at the end of this summer, I was like, Dylan, five of Hudson's summers are gone. We only have 13 left. Oh, my God. You know? And when you really look at it that way, like, we've only got 18 Christmases. You know? Yeah. Five of Hudson's Christmases are gone. So I've only got 13 Christmases left and maybe like five more where it's like magical. Right. So when you really look at it like that, I think it's so much easier to really live in the moment and
1: experience the now. Totally. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) When you look at the big picture, it's like, (laughs) it goes by so dang fast. Um i just been thinking about, like, your favorite place to be, the place where you feel most comfortable, where you can, I mean, before we started filming, we were talking about how we both weren't wearing bras. Yeah. Yep. Still aren't. The, the place, we still aren't. <laughs> we didn't wear bras all day today. Um, yep, but the place that you don't have to wear a bra, you can be in your jammies, like, you're most comfortable, and that For me, that it. could be the post office. That might be, <laughs> not at home for me. <laughs> But for the most part, that's at home, (laughs) right? And I want to be home. And I choose to be home. Home is where I get to be a mother and I get to serve and love and teach. And even when it's hard, because it gets hard for all of us, but I persevere and I push through and I learn and I grow. And through all of that, my heart is like so full of these experiences that I get to have because I leaned in and I let it become my home. And that's a choice.
0: Yeah. It really is a choice to lean in. I love that. In fact, I'm probably just going to write that out on my mirror or something. Lean in. Lean in. I, I love, love that. This episode of the Mama Hood podcast is sponsored by Perk Energy. And I cannot think of a product that has been more useful and energizing for me as a mom. Every single morning, I wake up, I wash my face, brush my teeth, and immediately make myself a cup of Perk Energy. Um, I love the chai flavor. I love the Dutch hot cho- hot cocoa, excuse me, and the dark chocolate salted caramel pretzel. It is like waking up to a warm cup of cocoa, but it has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee, but it comes from all natural products. So you don't get um, that dragging after it wears off. You just feel energized. It has vitamins and collagen in it to help you to get um, also just a good source of good things in your body first thing when you wake up in the morning. Perk Energy is the best thing that you can do when you're a tired mama and you just need a little bit of energy in the morning. So go to perkenergy.com and order your perk with code MAMAHOOD for 10% off of your order. Again, that's perkenergy.com with code MAMAHOOD for 10% off. Um, So maybe let's just list like a few more tips and ways for these moms to take away to find a home in motherhood. I... There's just a couple of things that I jotted down that I, I won't go through all of them, but a couple of things that keep coming to my mind with this. Um, the first one that I actually didn't write down is like, I thought of when you were talking about like your, um, your little, your businesses that you did with your banners and stuff. And then I was thinking about my lettering thing and everything. Mm-hmm. I think so often we feel like motherhood is just life. But these other things are like our talents or our hobbies or our gifts or something. And motherhood is a talent. And I don't think that we realize that. But motherhood can be our talent. It can actually be our hobby or our talent that we work to develop. And yes, of course, we should have other hobbies and talents as well and not feel like we can. not But motherhood can also be a talent that we can choose to hone in on like, and work on our skill. Like, totally. Like what, what kind of mom do I want to be? What's preventing me from being that way? I'm going to work on it. Like, I'm going to work on this talent of how, how my kid's day goes and how my day goes and how our home functions and what our home feels like and what our home looks like and whatever, whatever it is. I'm not I saying love you that. have to care about what your home looks like or whatever, but um, like there are so many talents that go into being a mom, whether it's teaching or, or you know, like there's just so many. Like totally. doing hair is a talent, yeah. and fixing meals is a talent, and you know, like making crafts and just all the different parts of being a motherhood. Like those are those are talents, and totally. I think so often we're just like, oh, that's just like me being a mom, but you actually can like find fulfillment in developing the talent
1: of being a for mom. For sure. Well, I actually, when I decided I'm I'm leaning in, I am a mom, I'm letting it consume me. I full-heartedly agree with that because I was like, I wanna make bread. I'm gonna be the kind of mom that makes bread for her family <laughs> and I never make yeah. bread. I always said I wanted to make bread. It just seemed so daunting. Mm-hmm. You have to be a really good cook to make bread. But I was like, no, I'm gonna learn how to make bread. And it was something like, Totally a talent that I had to like work at and learn and fail and try again. Mm-hmm. But like how fun as a nurturer to be like, I made bread for my family. Yeah. You know? And then I was like, I want to learn how to cook these meals and make these things for my kids. And it was like really fun. so I just, I love how you took that like turn on that, but it's like a talent that you can work on and grow at. I love that.
0: And like when you learned to make bread, Eden, would you say that that was just as fulfilling for you as your other talents that you've learned? Like your your art and your singing and
1: everything. Oh my gosh, I was like, who can I share this bread with? (laughs) I (laughs) need to make like 10 more loaves. Like I was so proud of myself. And the second my husband came home, I'm like, I made bread. (laughs) I'm So Mm -hmm. excited. Mm -hmm. And if anything, I'm like, I don't know. it, It was a fun skill to learn, but it was like involved in motherhood and something that I loved. And then, like, taking it back to the beginning of our conversation, (laughs) I felt so much more joy in that than making someone's freaking wedding invitation, which I hated (laughs) more than anything my whole life.
0: I guess I'll make this because, like, then I feel like I'm important, but I hate doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I know. I know. I feel the exact same way, Eden. And even, like, the talent of... I was really patient with my kids all day today. I didn't lose my cool. And I'm not saying that as a bad when you lose your cool because I lose my cool all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it feels good in that same kind of fulfilling way. Like I am developing this skill of like yeah. communicating with children. And there's just, there's, there's so many of those skills that can be found within motherhood that can, can fulfill you and make you feel at home and being yeah. a mom. I love it. Um, something else I wrote down is to remember that it's their childhood and it's their life. Um, this is kind of like, I guess, an affirmation that I've been repeating in my head for several years now. It's their life too. It's their day. It's their, like, rather than seeing it as like my day and these are the characters in my life story, I like to see. It as their day and their life and I'm a character in their story and I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense oh, but when I, I look at it so that much. way and it's like this is their lived experience my child is experiencing waking up and seeing their room and hearing what I say to them and eating what I fix for them and going where I take them and playing what I play with them and whatever is going on like seeing it from their perspective that this is their day, this is their childhood that when they're an adult, they'll look back on and think of like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, da 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 And you're the main character in their story right now. And you won't always be the main character in their story. And that is heartbreaking. Ugh, yeah. Um. And eventually, they'll have other main characters in their story. But like right now, you are the main character in their story. Right. And you can choose what that main character is you can choose what type of traits that main character has what that main character says and does and how it feels to be around that main character but you are whether you like it or not the main character in your child's story and something about remembering that makes me feel excited to wake up each day and be that be the main character in their story
1: oh my gosh i love that so much look that's how i'm gonna wake up tomorrow what kind of main character am I going to be? Am I going to be the mean, like, mom that punishes her children? Or am I going to be, <laughs> the, the, be nice, the evil witch? Yeah. Am I going to be the <laughs> evil witch or, like, the sweet hero that my kids love? I love that, Marion. That is so cool and such a good reminder for everyone listening. At the end of the day,
0: like, when we think less about ourselves... And we think more about our kids. Um, that's when motherhood becomes really fulfilling, and when motherhood starts to feel like home. What are my kids going to remember? Or like you've been sharing, making your kids your whole world, or what um, leaning into your kids and being found in your kids, um, thinking about what kind of people your kids will be when they grow up and what impact you had on them to make them that person. Every right. time that you think outside of yourself and you start thinking about them, motherhood becomes so much more fulfilling, so much more meaningful. It becomes real and it becomes present. It doesn't become something that you're surviving through and trying to like get to the end of and get to the finish line of. It becomes something that you are really like you said you're found in, you're present in you're there for and i think ultimately that's how i want every mom to feel because once i started to feel um here like i'm here i'm not in the world of social media consuming what everyone else is doing i'm not in the past i'm not in the future like you said earlier i'm right here um I just didn't, it's, it's weird. It's like, um, have you ever read the book?
1: You are special. No, you haven't read that book. You are special. No. What is it? Eden.
0: (laughs) I need to be worried. Are you serious? No, what what is it? It's a kid's book. It's the one where they, where they stick stickers on each other, dots and stars. Oh, yes. Yes. No, I know that one. The wooden guys. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I know that one. The Wemmicks, I think is what they're called. Okay, I was like, Eden, I'm sending you this book tomorrow. Do you guys have that book? No, I don't think I've read that to my kids. I forgot about that book. I'm literally sending it to you on Amazon tonight. So don't even bother ordering it. I'm sending it. Um, You're so cute. It is the hands-down best picture book in the entire world. It's You Are Special. It's about these wooden people. They're called Wemmicks, and they are like, They're like puppets. They're like marionettes. Okay. And there's this home up on the hill and that's their creator. He made them. He built them out of wood. He's the wood carver anyway. And what they do is they go around and they, what I love about this book is that it was written like when we were kids. So this is for the world of social media, but it just applies so well. What they do is they go around and if they, they stick either these gray dots on each other stickers Or gold stars, and when they see someone is like really pretty, or has a really good talent, or um, can do like a really cool trick or something, then they get gold. Then they'll stick stars on each other, and everyone will come over and stick stars on that other Wemmick. Or if they see someone like trip, or someone looks shy or sad or something, then they come over and everyone sticks gray dots on. That Wemmick. And then they start to see, like, well, that Wemmick has a lot of dots, so then they'll just go over and stick another dot on, or that Wemmick has a lot of stars, so then they'll go and stick another star on. And it's so much like social media. Well, that person has a lot of followers, so I'm going to start praising that person, or that person, you know, like it's so interesting how it applies. But, and the main character, he has a lot of dots, and he meets a Wemmick who has, I hope I'm saying it right, Wemmick, but, um, he meets a Wemmick who has no stars, no dots. And um, he asks her like what the secret is. Why doesn't she have any stars or dots? And she just shares how she started caring more about what the creator thought of her and not what the other Wemmicks thought of her. And now whenever anyone sticks any stars or dots on her, they just fall off. That's and so it's such a good book. I'm gonna send yeah. it to you, but... um. <laughs> I, so cool. I wish every mom could feel that way. I wish every mom could start to feel like Lucia. That's the name of that character. Um, like, it doesn't really, it, it can start to just not phase you at all. What this mom does or that mom does or if, how many followers this mom has or whatever. Like, everything can just fall off of you because you can feel so at home and so comfortable in just being you and being a mom. And that is how I want every mom to feel. And I, I truly do feel like I feel that way now. And I feel like you feel that way now, that yeah.
1: it doesn't really matter
0: what anyone else does. We have this confidence and this comfort in being a
1: mom. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. And it, there's nothing like loving where you're at in motherhood. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are kind of in the thick of it, and it's hard, and they have a newborn baby that doesn't sleep at night, and they're like, who am I? And I don't know who I am anymore. And it's going to take some time to figure out how to lean in. You don't just get to lean in suddenly. It, it takes a minute to learn how, but you get to make that choice. And then when you lean in, it feels incredible. And it it's just so joyful, and I just feel so happy feeling confident in being where I'm at there's no competition and you know and I felt I had years where holidays would come and I felt like I had to decorate my pump my porch with a million pumpkins to get a good picture and then we put like a garland I asked Ryan to get like a cute garland for a banister and he bought literally the ugliest garland you've ever seen in your <laughs> life and I remember that there was a time that I probably would have been like mad or like, no, that's that's not the right one. I need it to be perfect for the picture. And oh my gosh, I can't even explain how freeing it is to not care anymore. I don't care because guess what? My kids think that garland, they probably think it's better because it has <laughs> the colored lights and not just the warm ones that I would have chosen, right? I do not care and it is so freeing and I feel like I get to just enjoy my life with my kids together and create these memories together. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything or anyone for anyone else besides them. Because I am, I love what you said, I'm the main character in their story and i they're the main character in mine too. And I, I get to just like experience this story together with them. And I love it.
0: I love that so much, Eden. You're the character in their story and they're the main character in yours. What if we just let our kids be the main characters, you know? Yeah. Like what why if, do we keep telling them who they need to be or what they need to do? <laughs> Let's yeah. just let them be. And what if the main character in our story wasn't who we're following on social media or who we think we need to be like? what if those people were not our main characters and just our kids were, I just think we'd all be so much more happy and more content for sure. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, um, scroll down and leave a review and let us know what you thought. Come find us on social media. Um, I'll put all of our, um, I'll link Eden and, and the momhood and everything in our show notes so that you can come connect with us in real life. Well, I mean, in social media life. <laughs> in our
1: real fake life. In
0: our real fake life. <laughs> but you can go and see Eden. Well, you can't go and see Eden.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to save it to a highlight now. The Garland Saga. Now you're saga. in. You need to save it. Yeah.
0: Anyway, thanks for joining us. And we hope you have a great week.